Welcome, welcome, welcome! The Football School Podcast is back! Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. We survived the weekend. College football was absolutely epic. Saturday was amazing. Friday was nuts. Goodness gracious, Sunday was a lot of work. Monday, it's still going. We love that. Trying to help keep the profession informed of what's happening. Uh, a lot of volume on the website, and we don't mind that. Anyway, yesterday was kind of rattling with uh, Lincoln Riley. Boom, the USC. Changes a lot of things, Zach. It changes a lot of things. Zach, uh, you follow Oklahoma closer than John Bryce and I do. Why don't you give me your uh, your opening thoughts on the deal? Uh, first off, it, it is a every bit a game changer for USC. Uh, I mean, that program was just sitting idle for a decade or so. And within an instant, like USC is, I saw a quote from a, a seven-on-seven coach out west. His quote was, USC is sexy again. Like they are, I mean, they're going to get into, into the living room of every recruit in California. Uh, they're instantly a top target in the transfer portal. Like I, I don't want to make any predictions for where they are in 2022, obviously, but as a brand, USC is back. Like they are going to be a major player in college football again. And they did that with one fell swoop. Like there was a lot of discussion of what sort of parallels there are to this move and the only thing that i can think of is um when ohio state hired urban obviously they didn't take him from florida but it was an instant five-star hiring like game-changing hire and i think this is on that plane and really not i guess you'd have to go back to Saban before that to find another game-changing type move i would completely completely agree with with zach's assessment of things and living in south bend i can tell you or maybe I can't tell you how many texts I've got, and I know I can't reveal the nature of most of those texts in the past 24 hours that have been like, bleepity bleep, we have to worry about USC again. That tells you where the program was and the perception of it. That tells you where people believe Lincoln Riley will be able to take it and the perception of it and how much it's changed in 24 hours. And that's, um, you can talk about USC, UCLA. I would probably contend USC Notre Dame is a big old, bigger rivalry um, because of the intersectionality of it and the national scope. And so, yes, it's the urban comparison to me, I think, is absolutely the most apt comparison on the college game of the last 10 to 15 years. So, maybe a month ago, speaking with a bunch of coaches about Billy Napier's future, like, guys, what is the job Billy really wants? Now, mind you, this is a month ago, Florida is not open. Florida was not in the conversation. So what's the job Billy really wants? And a lot of the feedback was it's Arizona State. He feels like he could go there. He could perpetually win the South, Pac-12 South. If you win the South, you're in the conference championship. You win that game, you're in the playoffs. Should be. Hey, I like that no more. No. You, you, ain't, you ain't gonna perpetually win the South. Lincoln, Lincoln changed everything. I think it brought uh, I don't know the right word, but it brought it brought the Pac-12 back. It did. It's great for the game. Like Michigan beating Ohio State is great for the game. I'm wearing a Michigan sweatshirt today in, in honor of those boys showing up for the first time in a long time. Uh, it, it 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 levels out the game. The Pac-12 is no longer an afterthought. I mean, the Pac-12 guys for some time. Uh, Oregon's going to win some games. They're going to lose a couple. Yeah, everyone's gonna lose a bunch. I don't know. Now you're like, it, it, buddy, 
It's real. It's sim- it's similar to when uh, Urban hired Ohio State, or when Ohio State hired Urban. It uh, it caused everyone in the Big Ten to step their game up and start running at a faster pace. And it's going to do that that same galvanizing effect for the Pac-12. It's you you can't sputter sputter around now. When when USC is on its game, everyone's going to have to run at their pace. And then I think this changes things in the SEC because you look at Oklahoma, like their thought was we're going to go in there to that conference and we're going to be peers with Alabama and Georgia and we're going to look down on everyone else and we're going to be competing for that conference title from day one. And now the guy that that whole plan was built around has said, you know what, this program is not set to succeed at the SEC. I'm going to get out of here. Y'all have fun. And so what you saw last night from Oklahoma fans was a collective existential crisis of them thinking, we're not Alabama and Georgia. We're going to be Auburn, Ole Miss, A&M, and everyone else in the middle class in that conference, that we are not prepared to go into this conference and win. And for the last 20 years, all this program has done is win and win conference championships three out of every four years. So that program, I mean, that whole fan base was in a full-on, existential crisis meltdown like i've never seen them in my lifetime once again um you had it right a couple of different ways there zach first of all when you said urban meyer hired ohio state you were probably uh more on the point there than than what you intended to be and uh second of all i would i would contend that not only does this force the entire rest of the pac-12 to very seriously up its game, up their programs. But it also, I would argue, the Pac-12 is more relevant today right now than it's been on the field in just about any point since 2013-14, whenever Oregon was last competing for a national championship. It's that it's that significant in talking with seven-on-seven coaches. It's that significant in talking to high school coaches. It's that significant in talking to college coaches who are like, man, we got to rethink recruiting strategies now because we can't go back into L.A., or it's going to be that much harder to go back into L.A. And so this has huge ramifications literally from coast to coast in college football. And as we dive more into the Oklahoma job and where the Sooners turn moving forward, I think, Zach, you bring very, very valid points. I think it sets the foundation of what Oklahoma has to do in identifying its next head coach. And it has to be a coach who not only is passionate about recruiting, but believes he's going to bring in a staff that will recruit the hell out of Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC footprint, because otherwise Oklahoma will absolutely become a bottom seven, bottom eight program in the SEC. Zach, give me, uh, we could talk for an hour about Oklahoma and who they could go to. Give me, give me two guys. Uh, I think first of all, uh, I, I would be surprised given the amount of contacts and, and, people with sooner ties in high level coaching that if this goes outside the family, meaning, you know, as we're recording this right now, I'm hearing Brent Venable's name from a lot of different people. Shane Beamer's name has popped up. And then I don't think you can rule out uh, Mark Stoops as well. Cause uh, Bob's very influential there. Obviously he's going to be the interim head coach, but those guys, because you're looking at uh, Oklahoma thinking, Oh my gosh, by Wednesday, our recruiting class is going to be decimated and our roster is going to be decimated. And our, I mean, the vultures are circling for their current players. Cause I mean, there's nothing stopping Caleb Williams, Marvin Mims, you name it from 
going to USC, going wherever. So it's got to be, it is a five alarm fire to, we've got to keep this roster intact. So who can do that? It's guys that these players already know that are respected by the fan base. Obviously Shane was there. Um, Brent Venables has a long history going back. Um, You know, Mark Stoops, obviously name recognition there. It's, that's the immediate thing. And so larger picture here, I think the chances of Oklahoma going out and getting someone good are very, very high. The chances of someone Oklahoma going out and getting a game changer, like the guy that just walked out the door yesterday are very, very low. So that's the reality. I think that Oklahoma is trying to negotiate right now. I think Venables has an excellent shot at this job. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's ready. Yes. Yeah. And and Zach, you you know, you, you pointed out yesterday, Oklahoma has a history of bringing in, First-time head coaches, right? Yeah, there's something about that job. Bud Wilkinson, Chuck Fairbanks, Bob Stoops, Barry Switzer, Lincoln Riley had never been a head coach before. Like some schools, Texas for one, won't even consider you if you haven't been a head coach, if you're not a sitting head coach. Oklahoma, you know, it says something about the stability of that job that they go out and hire first-time head coaches and those guys go out there and and kill it. And also it probably doesn't hurt that uh, Brent Venable's name starts with a B which puts him in line with Bud, Barry, and Bob. So, oh my goodness. That's, yeah. uh, Ooh, that's quite the extrapolation there. I think, it's, yeah. I think it's Brent Venables and Mark Stoops, one and two. Um, I'm, I, Beamer makes sense. I talked to people in Columbia today. They got no sense whatsoever that it was legitimate with Beamer in Oklahoma. Uh, that's my opinion as well. I don't think it's real. Um, I think Brent Venables' son was maybe on uh, – Instagram or something, flashing some horns down. So certainly it seems like the family would be very willing to uh, move right into Oklahoma and be ready to instantly hate Texas again. Um, I don't think the Oklahoma job is as good as it was six months ago for all the reasons that we've outlined. I think the candidate pool is different now than it would have been six months ago before everybody knew that Oklahoma was headed to the SEC. But it's still an extremely good job in college football. Um, and that's my take on, on where the candidate board is. I'm going to ask one more question of Zach, and then we got to get out of here, guys. we got to go to work. Zach, what are your thoughts on that potentially bringing back former offensive coordinator Mike Leach? <laughs> I guess that's my answer right there. Oklahoma, uh, despite uh, – it's Oklahoma sees itself as a buttoned-up, uh, professional, well-run organization, and I don't think Mike Leach has worn a button and uh or buttoned up in a long long time so uh i would be uh shocked beyond shocked if mike leach got a sniff at this job i'm just saying it would be fun if he did yes mike might salvage the quarterback who knows could be fun that's all i'm saying i think brandon bulls is the guy we'll see all right ladies and gentlemen that's football scoop podcast on oklahoma lincoln riley and all things tell your friends tell your mama share it with everybody we out